Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. What's up? Not much. We are excited to be bringing you another one of our More Than Mom episodes. We do these a couple of Sundays each month, and they are not about motherhood, even though no, this is the Mom Hour. It is the Mom Hour. But, you know, I, I don't think we can let we can avoid letting our mom lives spill no. over into everything else, and especially... We're literally talking about things spilling out of bins and closets and cupboards today. Yeah, we so, are. We're doing like cupboards, closets, and clutter, um, but kind of from a light and fluffy perspective. Um, remember that one we did where we took everybody through what was in our purses, yes, our bags. That was it's fun. like kind of like that. It's like we're kind opening of embarrassing. up, kind of embarrassing. We're opening up some of our most cluttered cupboards and closets. So this is probably not your like how to get organized podcast. This is no. a like join us. We're not organized podcast. But if you want to listen to me rant about Trident gum pack packaging and how gross it is that Trident gum falls out of the packaging and then ends up all over the bottom of my purse with pennies and hair stuck to it, then you'll want to listen to that episode. Yeah. The what's in our purses. <laughs> Basically, purses. here's what we assume about more than mom. We assume that if you are listening, you already know us and like us. And if you happen to be brand new, stick around. Um, but also know that our parenting and motherhood uh, episodes, which are not more serious, but a little bit more structured and offer real life tips and encouragement. Um, those happen on Tuesdays. So subscribe yep. and stick around and we'll be back with something of import on Tuesday. Um, yeah. Okay. So Megan, I'm actually going to kick off before we welcome our first sponsor, because I just have a couple of quick questions. I want you to tell me the answer, but we're not going to editorialize. We're not going to explain okay. until after the ad break. Okay. Okay. So I want you to tell me a drawer or cupboard or closet or a bin or a basket, you know, a storage situation in your house that is working really well. And then one that is not working at all. And just tell me what they are yeah. and I'll do mine. And then we'll come back to those in a minute. I was just thinking about this today. So the one that's working really well is the um, cabinet or cupboard. I never really know the difference where I keep my, maybe we can get into that terminology um, in this episode, but where I keep my tablecloths. Okay. And like those kind of kitcheny dining room linens. Okay. And I also have some seasonal decor in there. Okay. The one that's not working well is right below it. <laughs> like the ugly next door neighbor. Yes. <laughs> or sorry, right above it. And that is my bathroom, like kind of overflow bathroom stuff and towels. Okay. Total mess. Okay. So for me, um, I have these two drawers in the kitchen that have worked really well. And it's um, it's where you put everything that's not in a canister on the counter, but like your, it's not spatulas. It's like potato peeler and... Um, Oh, gosh. Everything that goes in a drawer that's not your flatware. Does that make sense? So like yeah. a rolling pin. And we had too much for one drawer. And so we have two side-by-side -side drawers. And I'll get into the details later of why they work really well still four years later. What is not look working at all is my upstairs linen closet situation. Oh, so where where yeah. the sheets and stuff should be. Oh, yeah. I could have gone on about that, too. So we'll yeah. talk about we'll, that. We're going to get into that. Um, okay. So that was just a little, a little tease of the kind of stuff we're going to talk about. But 
Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code MOMHOUR. So now we can get back to these those opening questions, a space that's working well from a storage and clutter perspective and a space that isn't. So do you want me to tell me about your yes. the one that's working well? So the one that's working well is where, I, again, I keep my tablecloths and like um, seasonal decor. We talked about this in a, in a recent episode um, for like those kind of in between holidays where they don't have enough stuff to warrant yeah. a whole mm-hmm. bin. So for me, like Easter, because baskets take up space, but I don't do a lot of Easter decorating, but there's stuff, right? Um, Halloween and Christmas all have bins in the basement. Right. But then there's kind of like generic fall. Yeah. It's like out before the Halloween stuff comes out, but then the Halloween stuff kind of takes center stage and then the Halloween stuff goes away and it's still there. Um, And so there isn't much of it, A. And it's kind of like one in, one out. So like if I take out the fall stuff, ah, yeah, I see probably saying. something else is mm-hmm. going back in. So it's not like it doesn't really ever have to house everything at once. And there's not much of it. And it's all stuff I want to be able to lay eyes on so I don't forget about it. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of, I did it very sparsely. And then yeah. the tablecloths, I am very particular about the way I fold um, tablecloths and towels. Okay. And, and like linens, except okay. for sheets, but we'll get into that later. Um. And so there is just this nice, neat stack. And when we moved, I got rid of all the tablecloths I didn't love. Yeah. And so there's just this lovely stack of tablecloths. And when I open it, you know, I go through them probably about once a week. I change out our tablecloths. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's like the stack is always moving up. Yeah. And so I can, you know what I mean? Like it's I never, like it. yeah. yeah. And um, I just find that it works really well. So then, you know, shut that cabinet <laughs> and now go to the cabinet, right? Or cupboard. Do we know what the difference is? No, I think they're the same, but we'll have to. I've always thought maybe a cabinet was something like not built in and a cupboard was something built in. But you could that, be right. I don't even, I don't know. Maybe In my the mind, they're the same. Okay. So go, go up a foot and okay. open the one where I keep our, my bathroom, my like main floor bathroom has, or main area bathroom has no storage. Like yeah. None. It's little. So everything has to live someplace else. And so I have like a little basket and we don't even have a a good medicine chest in there. Um, so everything has to live someplace else. So I have a little basket with all of our medications and stuff mm-hmm. in it. 
And then like hand towels are in there. Regular towels are in there. There's like too much stuff in one space and it's not wide enough to accommodate everything. And so um, every time somebody pulls anything out, everything just falls down. It's a a hot mess. I don't know what to do though, because there's really not any place else to put that stuff. Well, I think listening to you talk, I mean, kind of this number one principle, and I have to give credit to that Marie Kondo book, which we've we've talked about it. I really like was annoyed by 75 percent of it, but 25 percent of it, I I really did have some takeaways. And one is that when you're struggling, it's almost always that there's too much stuff like, you you know, there's there's something that works so easily when there's enough room for everything. And I think we tend to overfill. So I don't have an answer for you, but I think that the problem is. I, I need every towel I have. Yeah. I don't really even have enough towels, yeah. honestly. Like we go through, if once they're used up, like once every person has put their body on a towel, I have to do laundry. There's yeah. no extras. So yeah. it's, it's really, mm-hmm. my house has great closet space, but in this case, the closet that's closest to the bathroom and is the one I really, yeah. really want to use for bathroom stuff may just not be the right yeah. place for that stuff, well, which is disappointing. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a solution. I'm clinging. There. It's not my it's not my job to solve it right now, though. For I'm you. clinging to it. OK, go on. <laughs> OK, so my the one that's working really well, uh, I mentioned, is two side by side drawers in the kitchen. When we moved into our house four years ago, plus my mom came out to help a little bit and she's really good at setting up kitchens. And so it's all so I have one canister next to the stove, like a ceramic thing that holds big spatulas and wooden spoons, right? Like that's what your everyday you reach for it when you're cooking. But this is everything else. So like measuring cups, measuring spoons, um, potato peelers, like all that kind of stuff. And there was the drawers are pretty small, um, but there were two side by side. And my mom just said, you know what? I think I'm going to divide everything up into things that cut or poke or pierce and things that don't. And we were like, all right, that makes sense. And she's like, that way you'll know where I'm putting everything. And I have to say four years later, it is so helpful for anybody else who's putting stuff away in my kitchen. Or if someone needs to know where to find things, there is a drawer for things that cut, pierce, or light on fire, basically like danger items and non-danger items. So yeah. And another thing that works well is there's a little, um, I got this also from that Marie Kondo book. It's a like a cardboard box, a small cardboard box lid. So it's shallow, but it just works as a little bit of a separator. And I keep the measuring spoons in there. These drawers are pretty small, so they're not big enough for like a big separator system. But just having one little section cordoned off for measuring the small measuring spoons has worked well. So so I need to like interject really quick because I have a real problem with my utensils in my kitchen. Yeah. Okay. I have a drawer and I have a like a crock. Yeah, that's kind of what my thing is. To too. stand stuff yeah. up in, uh-huh. right? What I think that I haven't done is communicated well enough or come up with something that makes sense to anyone but me. Like in my mind, when I'm loading up the crock, I know exactly what should go in there and it doesn't follow any logical pattern. It's the stuff I want to have access to easily and that I think looks nice. I remember you talked about this in our dishes episode. It was actually your pet peeve and the kids and no one gets it right. Right. Like, well, why would they ever put some of the things in the drawer need, like, that they do? Maybe you need, like, a little sticker or something to label the thing. Maybe. Maybe I just need to have a clearer de- delineation of why something would go in one. Call a family meeting and train everyone. Yeah. Well, you need a you need a delineation, like, things that cut yeah, and things, things that, that, that do Like, the kids would understand that. Yeah. Okay, so the thing that doesn't work well, well, there's lots of things, but the one I picked was the upstairs linen closet. And the reason I picked it is because there's no reason that it doesn't work well. I have these, um, we don't really have a hallway upstairs. It's kind of like one open area that all the bedrooms open into. And there are cupboards or cabinets and they're big. They're good size. They have shelving inside. The lower ones have some kid toys that are kind of overflow from their bedrooms, but the upper ones have plenty of room for linen closet stuff. And I just have never taken the time to like decide, okay, extra throw blankets go here, folded sheets go here. And in our laundry episode, I confessed, my dirty confession was that I really just have a laundry basket of clean linens and they never go into the linen closet. But there's no reason. There is, there's no reason for this. I have this Lack of a system is really the, the, I have found with linens is the worst thing. So I can tell you really quick about mine in this new house because it's kind of working, I guess. It's that the sheets that go on any particular person's bed live in that person's closet in their bedroom. Okay. All right. I like That's it. That's new. All right. Because I used to just put everything in a linen closet and then kids would just help themselves to sheets and they would help themselves to the wrong sheets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't have my matching sheets that I wanted when I'd go. And it was just a mess. Like people were pawing through it all the yeah. time. So now I just have big baskets and literally their sheets just go in the big baskets. And I don't care what happens to them once they get in their room. Yeah. They can put them on the floor if they want. I don't care. Um, 
in my bedroom, my linen where I keep my sheets is a mess, but that's because it's way above my head and I can't see up there. Okay. So I'm literally just throwing yeah. folded sheets up there and then digging around hoping for the best. But yeah. They're kind of out of the way, so I don't really care that much, I guess. I, I guess, yeah, I do think it's a lack of like, I, we have several small throw blankets. The kids like to have like an extra blanket on their bed and I feel yeah. like they're, they're, sometimes they're in their room. Sometimes they get put away if it's hot. There's no system, so. Okay, we're going to move on. Your dog doesn't really shed, but have you ever had an animal that sheds and then you have those like extra throw blankets and they end up on the floor and they get animal hair on them? Uh, Yes. And you want to... My previous someone. dog shed did shed. So I've I've lived in houses with dog hair. I don't anymore, and it's really nice, I have to say. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me about your decluttering, like your general decluttering style. Are you the style or the person who lets things get kind of crazy? Like oh like the, the cupboard that's just like stuff is falling out, and then you just delight in kind of burning it all down and starting over? Or are you a more like a regular pruner? I think I'm in the middle. Okay. Um I definitely, I think I'm pretty good at like spaces that work pretty well. I'm active in those. I tinker and I kind of prune them as I go. And like, I'm always kind of fixing them up because Mm -hmm. I like them and I'm drawn to them. So you know how those spaces that you like and you feel good about, you want to mess with them. And then there's the ones that are just like a crazy hot mess and you open the door and And you you shut as fast as you can. Um, Those ones, sometimes you just, so you just have to take everything out. Yeah. I don't, I don't delight in it. I just, sometimes it's like, I have to. And yeah, here's the worst thing though. Sometimes you realize that the reason one cabinet or cupboard or drawer isn't working is because another one isn't doing enough work. And the one that you thought was so great because it, and that one needs to be overhauled. Like you can't fix the one without. Yeah. It's like a whole, it is a whole chain reaction. Yeah. So that makes me sad sometimes. Like I've had to take apart entire closets and yep. I'm like, but this shelf, this shelf yeah. is so great. It's because it has nothing on it. Yeah. It looks pretty, but it's not, <laughs> it's not working hard enough. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm somewhere in the middle as well. I definitely enjoy a good burn it all down and start over. It's very satisfying. It's why moving is like, even though moving's really hard, there's something so satisfying about yeah, starting with. Um, but I think I'm, I'm okay at pruning. I mean, I'm pretty good at purging, but like you, there's some that you just avoid. I have to give a shout out. Um, when we went to that podcast workshop with um, Allison from Prep Dish a couple yeah. months ago in Austin, we met Dana White, who is the author of A Slob Comes Clean, which is a blog, and she has a podcast, and you guys probably know of her. But she gave us her book, and I have read bits of her book, which is called Decluttering at the Speed of Life. And I'll just share one little tip that was kind of an aha for me. Was She was saying when you're lacking motivation, a lot of us start with like those deep, dark closets that we hate because we think like, okay, I'm going to steal myself for this. I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to organize like all the photos from when I was in high school or something like really yeah. that doesn't you don't encounter every day. And she says to start with the most visible, the things that are the most visible, because when you start... Mm with something visible, you get the visual satisfaction of like yes. walking by it five times a day or open, even if it's an inside a cupboard, a cupboard yeah. that you open 10 times a day. Just keep peeking in there. And, <laughs> like, and then you, it, it like cheers you on. Whereas yeah. like we think, okay, we've got to start at the deepest, darkest place. But she says, start with whatever you see the most because it creates a, like a momentum. And then you kind of are like, okay, I, that, I, that was doable. I'm going to do the next thing. So I just, I just read an article and I can't remember where it was. I'm unfortunately cannot credit this person but they were saying you know there's that thing like that eat the frog uh have you heard that no this idea that the <laughs> first thing you do frogs? in the morning is the most unpleasant thing so you can get it out of the way okay and that absolutely that does not work for me yeah like, doing the most unpleasant thing first is not a good way for me to ease into the day and i don't really the the more wins i have through the mm-hmm. day the less i dread the hard thing yeah so to me that psychology completely works like, yeah do the thing that's easy and makes you feel good and that'll lead to something like kind of give yes. you a confidence boost to do something that's a little harder. And then that feels good. And then you can kind of build up yes. and then you eat the frog at five o'clock and then you're done. Okay. I've never heard and it being settle. eat the frog. Yeah, it's a thing. But her Do other it. her other argument for that, too, was people say, well, I don't want to declutter the the main kitchen space because it's just going to get messed up again in one second, um, which is true. But her argument was that once you do it the first time, you have more motivation to sort of stay on yeah. that maintenance mode. So you remember what it was like. Exactly. And, and then so it good. just creates that upward spiral. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Another kind of fun question. Um, if someone were over helping you put stuff away in the kitchen, you've already talked about how the kids don't quite do it right, but like outside the kids, maybe like a friend or somebody, and they just were helping and they put stuff in all the wrong cupboards. Is that like, does that 
great on your nerves right away? Are you kind of just okay with it? Like how, how Um, attached are you to where things go in your house? I really like things to go in the right spot. Yeah. But, and I just actually had this happen yesterday. Somebody was helping me with my dishes and asked if something was going in the right spot. And then I had to laugh and say, well, the kids already wrecked it. Yeah. Because the last person who'd gotten to the cabinet, um, the kitchen, it was the glasses and plates had put a wine glass in there. And I've told these kids a million. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to tell them. 14 the wine glasses million never times. go in there. <laughs> the mugs and the drinking glasses do. And the wine glasses go on the wine rack. I mean, to me, it's so obvious. But I just kind of made a joke. And I, I kind of swooped in and said, well, there's no room for that anyway, because there's a wine glass in here. And then I <laughs> jokingly put the wine glass away. And they were like, okay. Like, <laughs> They're like, what, what bear did I poke? <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't, I'm. I'm very chill about it, but I like to fix it as soon as I see the problem. Well, that's, means, I think that's yeah. kind of the funny part is like, okay, so my mother-in-law was here last week and she's so helpful. I mean, she could listen to this right now and I'm singing her praises. She like jumps in with the kids, with the dishes. Yeah. Um, but she tends to just like to do her best guessing about putting stuff away rather than like ask. And I understand that because it's kind of annoying to have to ask. And then if you ask, yeah. you got to remember. So she well, just. Well, and then you feel like you're bothering the other person. Yes. So yeah. she just wings it and she has for years. And so it's kind of like our joke that I just find like surprise Easter eggs of random things in random cupboards. <laughs> and I think it's taken a little bit of time, but it really doesn't bother me as long as I know I'm going to get back in control of my domain eventually. Well, I will yeah. take the help with dishes. That's what I said. It's the yeah. price of having help from from outside people or from your own kids like you, they're not always going to get it right and yeah. I, I i find i'm not even going to say annoying isn't even the right word it's just a mild irritant yeah. like it's something i want to stay on top of um when i'm at someone else's house and i'm helping them with their dishes i will i will walk around and like if i don't see something that looks like almost an exact replica yeah. of mm-hmm. this thing like open a, a cabinet and see a glass that looks just like the yeah, glass I'm holding right. in my hand. I will often create like a little collection on the countertop. Yeah, I, I think that's what I would prefer people do. And and yeah. then I'll wait until the end and be like, okay, where's this go? Where's yep. this go? Or they just take care of it. And I mean, but but you never know the person whose kitchen, whose space that you're yeah. helping with might be like, geez, just put it away. I don't care. Right. So yeah, we're all different. Know. I'm guessing that most moms listening to this also feel relatively attached to yes. where things go in, in our kitchens it, yeah. in, especially. When it's also, I will say, when it's stuff like that you use all the time, it's not that big of a deal. But when it's stuff like, say, glassware that has a specific top that goes with it or like a Mm -hmm. pot or a pan that you need for a specific purpose, sometimes if it ends up in the wrong spot, like you literally don't know where to find it because you don't use it that often. And maybe the cabinet it ended up in is one that you never look in. So like that's just, I mean, it's not a big deal. These are like total first world problems. But like still like I, I try to like think about the other person. I think, well, would they rather find a surprise or maybe? Yeah uh, ask. Yeah. Have a moment to ask. ask. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So before we take our, uh, mid show break, I'm going to do kind of a lightning round and I'm going to throw out a bunch of items. Some of these, by the way, are from your new motherhood days. So you'll have to just go back in your time machine and relatively quickly, we're just going to say where we keep them drawer, cupboard, and like how it's organized in kind of quick fashion. All right. Yep. Number one, underwear and bras. I just got a new linen, um, uh, like a linen dresser. Oh, that's right. Those. Okay, we posted a linen, picture of that. Lingerie, sorry. Lingerie so it's a dresser. lingerie dresser by itself. Yes. So do I did we- not have enough space in my other dresser, and I did not have enough space in my bedroom for a regular size dresser. And then I discovered on Overstock.com this really pretty lingerie dresser. It works great so, for underwear, bras, and socks. So are they separate into their own drawers each? Sort of. Or I haven't figured that way. out yet. Okay. Now, I mean, the top three are underwear and bras, and the bottom three are socks. Um, which feels, well, no, no, sorry. One of them has like lingerie stuff that's not underwear and bras. Okay. Like 90s and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's two at the bottom of the socks. And I, I feel they could use some pruning. But at the time, I, they were in baskets on my floor. So right. I just wanted to get them off just in my yeah. floor. And See? I haven't gone back through. It's always in flux. All right. Yeah. Mine are in, I have the opposite of little drawers. I have these big drawers in our closet. And my underwear and bras are in the same drawer without any kind of organization. And it works because it's just me. I know what is what. Right. And there's plenty of room. They're not crammed in. Going back to our thing of like when something is too full, it's a problem. But this isn't. There's plenty of room to root around. So nothing is like folded or separated or lined up. Um, I really like folding underwear. That's good for you. (laughs) (laughs) To each her own. I just love a little stack of folded underwear. I think they look very neat. They do. All right. But I agree, like my underwear needs to be seriously pruned. 
because right now there's there's no reason why I should have a messy underwear drawer. I only wear like five pair over. Right, over you got to get rid of. I'm pretty good about that. We have a, a garbage can in our walk-in closet, and I will just throw oh, that smart. kind of stuff away. Um, and then yeah, socks are in a different drawer. Okay, I'm gonna do the next one because this is a fast round. A uh, tablecloth. You you answered this for us. Yeah, so I know a, where your tablecloth is. Okay, my tablecloths are in the upstairs linen closet that makes no sense, which also makes no sense because the dining room is downstairs. So that yeah. makes no that's sense. Okay, what about old family photos, like actual printed ones? Unfortunately, they're in boxes and bins in my basement. I need to figure out a solution for that. Do you know where they are? I could get my hands on them if I tried. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I did. Um, do you have Aaron Brothers, um, like the frame store? It's like a big box frame store. Do you have that no, out by you? I don't think we do. Okay, it might be just a West Coast chain. But they went out of business. And I picked up for like a dollar each these photo boxes they're not like the kind that will like keep it safe from a hurricane yeah. or something but um i got like 10 of them and so i didn't i didn't go so far as organizing like by year or anything but i at least got them into the boxes into those types of boxes which are meant for photo storage and you can put a little label on the front so that felt like an accomplishment recently i really need to get a handle on photos there's ridiculous yeah it's kind of like set aside a day but that yeah day, it's gonna take to that too Yep. Um, okay, back in the day, where did you store diapers? First and second baby, I stored them on my changing table. Okay. Third, fourth, and fifth baby, I did not bother with the changing table. And I want to say the diapers were in a diaper in the bag that they came in in the closet. Okay. I um, think I took them out. Yeah. No, I I always had upstairs, downstairs houses, and I always had... I, same thing. I skipped the changing table. There was one in the room. We just didn't use it that often. Um, but I always had a basket in a kind of a hutch cabinet downstairs with diapers and wipes, and then I would just refill that basket. So it was kind of like a secret diaper basket downstairs, which Did you ever have the moment where like you'd be, you'd be holding a baby, poopy, you'd have one like one thing undone, like one tape undone. And then you reach into the place the diapers usually are <laughs> and, and they're there. not yes. there for whatever reason. Yes. That, yeah. that happened to me, I would say more out and about. Cause I was yes. bad about, I, I, I had the kind of schedule where I tended to be home every few hours. I was rarely out for like an entire day. So I usually just had one or two diapers in a bag or in the car. Yep. And so it was pretty easy for that to get depleted and forget to refill it. And so if that happened to me, it was more often out of the house than in, but yes, mm-hmm. I've been there. Um, okay, so what about platters, like serving platters that yep. you don't use every day? Um, I have all that stuff, like all of my pretty um, Pyrex and stuff like that is in a um, a cat, like a cabinet thing right next to my dining room table. Okay. It's kind of a hassle because you have to cl- basically climb over the table to get to it. And okay. then there's a bench seat next to that. So that kind of blocks that door. So, but I don't use them that often. Right. You just yeah. get to them. Um, yeah, we have this corner cabinet that has a big Lazy Susan, like big. I mean, it's a yeah. big corner. And so that works well for that. And then there's some overflow in a hutch in our dining room. But it's again, it's one of those things where, like you were saying with the utensils, there's yeah. real no, really no rhyme or reason. I actually have these really pretty wooden serving bowls or serving things that I forget about because they're in the dining room hutch and they kind of yeah. look decorative but they're actually they would be perfect for like a chip and dip or something and I totally forget to use them because they're not in the thing that I open every day so it's oh, not a great know. not a great system okay nail polish and nail polish remover I have this like narrow canvas um bin okay where I have my nail polish remove well I have my sorry remover cotton balls and yeah. all the little tools mm-hmm. and then I have um a separate like antique tin that I bought uh, at an antique store, obviously, okay. and couldn't figure out a use for it. And then when Clara was in this big nail polish phase, it started going in there. Okay. Because I didn't have room for it in the bin, but now it's a lot of it is dried out. We threw it away and I'm, we don't nail, polish our nails as much anymore. So I think I'm going to move everything into the canvas bin. All right. Um, I have a nice bin, plastic bin that's under my sink in my bathroom. But the challenge is my girls are getting a little more into polish and I've been painting my nails recently and we always tend to do it downstairs for some reason. So someone Mm -hmm. will go get some polish and some remover, bring it downstairs and we'll kind of do it at the kitchen table or whatever. And then it doesn't go up. So right now I have nail polish and nail polish remover on the windowsill in my kitchen. (laughs) You might find that it will go back up more quickly if the whole bin comes down. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because then I feel like then it's a thing, right? So it all has to go back in and then you just grab it on your way upstairs. I think it's I, not like I have to go collect this piece and that piece. I picture ultraviolet navigating the stairs with this bin, bin of, of like 40 <laughs> glass bottles of permanent yeah, paint. That's scary. Yeah, Um, Okay, Legos back in the day. I don't remember with the little kids or the, I'm sorry, the big ones. Okay. But by the time like maybe, maybe William was 
preschool aged. Um, we had one of those Thomas the Train tank engine train tables that someone gave us. Okay. I don't think we bought it. Those were expensive. Yeah. And yeah. my kids were never that into trains. I think it was a gift. And the kids just really didn't get into them. We had the pieces for the train. They didn't get that into it. But it was a great place to put Legos. Because mm-hmm. they had those two big drawers. Yeah, we had out. one of those. Ours wasn't Thomas themed, but we did have that train table. My kids I also will... never played with trains. Yeah, it was like they put it together two or three times. And then they were like, done with that. Yeah. But it worked for Legos. And in fact, we had it up until we moved last april up in the place and they would kind of joke about it like mom no one plays with legos anymore and i was like yeah but do you guys want to get rid of it and then nobody ever did yeah we finally did when we moved nice well legos have always been in our dining room reed calls it the lego room um it is the dining room for the record and we have no formal lego storage actually one of the moms in our patreon facebook group was talking about how she was having a hard time letting go of like keeping lego sets together and i was like i feel you but i let that go a long time ago so they're in giant bins that what what does help is they're in really flat bins like you know the kind that can slide under a bed really really yes. wide but low so you can sort really so they easily. can dig through and we probably have three of them and they when when we straighten up that room we just stack one on top of the other not even with lids like i just stack them like mm-hmm. all you know yep and it works reed reed is pretty good about if he does have a set that he wants to keep put together he'll take it up to his room and kind of display it in his room Otherwise, he knows there's a chance it'll get tossed in a bin. And, you know, they know that if I have to clean up that room, I will be a lot less. um, I will care a lot less about which Legos go in which bin. So if they want to be weird about it, they better clean it up themselves. It's kind of the natural consequence. Well, that's what works so well with the um, that's what works so well with the the table, the train table. Yeah, because if they had a set that they wanted to keep together, they could keep it on top of the train table. And Mm -hmm. that never lasted forever. They might want to keep it together for a couple of months or maybe a week. And then eventually it would all get taken apart and they'd mix other pieces in. And I was just thinking about when I was a kid, I feel like all this stuff was better. Like, I just feel like packaging was so much better when we were kids. Yeah. And I remember our Legos. We never got rid of the original packaging and you would like pull it out. Like it was this big flat. And I, I will say my, I don't remember my mom ever going in on a lot of the um, themed. Yeah. In fact, maybe I'm not remembering the Lego packaging. They, they I remember some have. of my childhood Legos, but I don't remember packaging. So they were in these like large flat boxes and everything. And we sorted them. So when you were done playing, they were compartmentalized. And I can't remember if they were styrofoam or plastic, but you'd like right. slide the interior out and there'd be a space for the little guys. There'd be a space for the flat pieces. There was a space oh, okay. for the block pieces. And we would, when we were done, put them all away in the spots that they were supposed to go. Right. And you'd slide it back. And we did that. I mean, we probably had the same Legos in our family for five to 10 years right. and the packaging stayed okay. It was fine. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. So before we jump back in, should I share some big news? Yeah, we do have fun news from our we growing network of podcasts. Fun. Right. Okay. So you guys know Kirsten and Graham from the home hour. That is a show that's been on the life listens network for gosh, what? Two years uh-huh. now. Yeah. Two years now. Wow. And they are actually spreading their wings and flying to their own space. We're really excited for them because they're going to rebrand and they're rebranding as Welcome Home, which is such a great title for what they're really all about. I love it. Um, which is gracious living, entertaining holidays, and basically two moms living their life at home and talking about it. They also have fantastic interviews. So you're going to find that we're, they're, it's not going anywhere. If you're already subscribed to the Home Hour, it's just going to switch to Welcome Home. Um, you're going to see it in your feed. You're going to, you're going to see it in your podcast app, wherever it is that you would find it now as the home hour, just search for welcome home, or you can go to the welcome home podcast.com and you will find them there as well. But we're really excited for them. And, uh, I can't wait to check out their new digs. Yep. They've been working hard on their new website and it looks great. So super excited for them. Go check out welcome home. All right, let's get back into it for a little bit. I have a couple more categories from our quick round. You ready, Megan? I'm ready. Okay. These two are kind of related, but actually that you might keep them in totally different spots. So the first one is gifts that you have purchased for people, but it's not time to give them yet. <laughs> I don't have a place for those. And the older we get, we forget where we put them, right? I mean, you lose them. It, do they live in my house? Are these people who live in my house? Uh, maybe. Well, okay. or, or maybe someone you see or that you're if, not going to see. Like, what if you bought me a gift? Then you, I'd put it on my desk, most likely. Okay, so it would be in plain view. Because that's the place where I would probably like see something enough to not forget about it. Or, you know, if I was something I was going to bring to you, I might put it in my suitcase. Like I actually, one thing I'm pretty good at um, is thinking ahead to when, and now that I say this, I'm going to screw this up, but like thinking to head ahead to when, what context yeah. I would need the thing and, and then, then putting, putting it, there. it in there. That's that super place. smart. So, 
if it was someplace like, oh, I know I'm going to go visit my sister and I have this gift for her, I'm going to go put it in my car right now. Yeah. Now, I like that. here's the problem. Then I might forget that it's there. Yeah. So that sometimes planning ahead too far ahead can actually be a problem because yes. you plan so well that you forget later that you did yeah. it in the first place. Um, well, what if it was one of the kids and you didn't want them to see it or maybe probably back in my the bedroom day. closet? Okay. Yeah. What about right. you? That's, that's a hard one. Cause it's, it's like very specific. And also if it was something coming up for like a birthday, mm-hmm. it probably, I don't buy stuff that far ahead for birthdays. So it'd probably just be like in my bedroom. You'd like, just be ready to go. It, it'd be ready to go. Think, but if it was Christmas, there's lots of stuff and I have to find a place for it. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I do shop ahead and I don't want it just out. So we have a, in our garage, we have this big uh, cabinet, I guess is like, it's like a big storage cabinet. Like it, it's bigger than like a refrigerator. It's like one of those, you know, and I have a bin in there that is for future gifts. And I think I fantasize about being the type of person who does buy quite a bit ahead of time. And every once in a while, think of think to do that. So that's where I keep gifts that just they don't need to be given for quite a while yet. Yeah. Okay, what about wrapping paper? Again, I'm terrible about this because I keep trying to come up with a system and it never works. Um, Christmas wrapping paper is downstairs with the Christmas stuff. Yeah, that just goes with there. But what that's awkward because wrapping paper is big yeah and the bins i use never fit it so i have these like special wrapping paper bins but then i don't feel like i can ever find those because they're they're weirdly narrow right um i i am that is in flux right now let's just put it that way uh birthday party wrapping paper i'm usually stick that in my bedroom closet and kind of lean it up against a wall Mm -hmm. and hope that i'll remember it's there (laughs) when i have a birthday to wrap for if it's the kind that's not on a roll like tissue paper Mm -hmm. i usually put that like in um kind of like the common area, like junk drawer where I keep tape and stuff like that. Okay. And those are, I tend to find that more quickly. Yeah. And, and I mean, as much as you can reuse the gift bags, I feel like that is the, and I do have, um, a gift bag stuffed with gift bags Yeah, that is in the closet. Um, and you can hang that in a closet. Have you ever yeah. done that? Okay. Like yep. hanging on in a hanger. That's like in my, yeah. my main closet in yeah. my living room. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have good systems, but they're not all in the same place. That's the that's the problem, That's right? Sometimes the problem. Because sometimes what works one place doesn't work yeah, one place else. I agree. Wrapping paper. Um, we have the stand-up rolls in a garbage, a clean garbage can, but like a, a wastebasket style bin uh, out in the garage. And right next to it is this drawer organizer thing where we keep tissue paper and bags. And so that actually does work pretty well. I think I, at one point I had visions of also keeping the scissors and the tape and everything out there, yeah. like a duplicate set. But the thing is, I don't want to wrap presents in the garage. So yeah. I end up getting it out and bringing it inside. So we don't really need the the scissors and tape out there too. But it's one of those, um, I think Elba is the name. It's a kind of a high-end storage drawer thing. And we have two of them that we inherited from my parents and they are really nice. They're like mesh drawers, but it's, it's put together really well. Um, you can kind of see through them. So that works well for wrapping paper. I will say that I've gotten more into tissue paper and those like squares that you can buy just one square. Just have you seen one those square? Like you can buy just one square of wrapping paper. Oh, I thought I was picturing like a, like a box. Okay. A no. square of wrapping paper. Just oh, like, it's like yeah. a square that's uh-huh. pretty, pretty substantial size. And then they, they fold it down and it's like, you can buy yeah. it just like, okay. it's like a maybe 12 by 12 square. I've gotten more into stuff like that because it's so easy to stash. Yes. And then if I lose it and I have to buy another one, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. I hate buying more uh, uh, wrapping paper on rolls. Yeah. It makes me almost angry if I know I have one someplace yeah. and can't locate it and I have to buy another one. I'm like mad about it. Yeah. But if I buy more tissue paper or like a square of wrapping paper, no big deal. And don't you feel like it's one of those things like we talked about with spices where when you swear you have it and then you get home yep. and you don't. I That happened to me yes. recently and all I had was like Elsa and it was for like a 40 year old man's birthday. And I was yep. like, are you kidding me? I could have like sworn up and down that we had yep. some generic wrapping paper and where is it? Ugh. Yeah, I don't, that's one of those things that I'm okay with just buying new every time. And just, I just, I hope and have faith that someday the other stuff will turn up. Yeah, I know. I need to get over the, like the mindset of that. I've got to use it all before buying more. Um, okay. Last one for this round of quick questions is board games. I have a class so again in my new house. I have amazing closet space. It's a tiny house, but we have so many cabinets and cupboards. And I have what I call the fun, the fun closet. Okay. It is a big, like almost looks like a coat closet size. It is okay. coat closet size, but it's in the hallway between it's across from the hot mess and delight closet uh-huh. cabinets that are for the bathroom <laughs> and the other thing. Um, but they're almost, it's almost too big to be useful for things like linens. It's uh-huh. huge. And I don't need it for coats cause I've already got a coat closet. So I just, I labeled that my fun closet. 
Nice. And all, so my golf clubs go in there. Like anything that's related to recreation goes in there nice. on the bottom. Um, like make camping gear, tents wow, and all, that is a- bags and all that stuff. It's huge. Um, golf clubs, like hiking, like my yoga mat, like anything that's just like yeah. sport or recreation related. Um, mostly my stuff goes in there. And then there's a shelf in the top and that's where the uh, nice. board games go. It's all nice. for fun. It's the fun closet. It's the fun closet. Well, my board games are also on a shelf in a coat closet. We don't need coats. So this is an actual coat closet that doesn't have coats because it's Southern California. Um, the bottom of the closet has another one of those Elba drawer storage things. And so that ha- there are some board games in the drawers there. And then my printer actually sits on top of that. So my printer's in that closet. And then on the hanging rack, like the actual coat rack, I think a million years ago on the podcast, I shared this, but I have a lot of board games where I ditch the box and I put the cards and the pieces in a Ziploc bag that hangs on a coat hanger so the kids can yeah. see it and they grab the board, like the actual playing board, and then the parts and pieces out of a bag. And we actually ditch the box. Now, I don't do that with every game. It kind of depends on what the parts and pieces are and how easy it is to store. But it, it has helped with not having like 50 board game boxes and you can still see easily through the Ziploc. Um, and then up on the shelf above the coat rack, then there are um, a collection of like traditionally stacked board game boxes. So it works pretty well. I mean, it's the kind of thing that when we were talking about, like, do you blow it all up and reorganize yeah. it? It probably needs an overhaul, but it works pretty well. I have a question for you that's kind of related to what you yeah. just said. You guys don't need coats, but I'm sure you have coats because yeah. sometimes you go places that are yeah. cold. What do you do with them when you're not using them? Um, well, we have pretty good closet space. Um, so I just have one in, I have one truly like winter parka in the back of my closet. I think Brian, your kids just have their stuff. In the I back mean, of their I don't, they don't really have don't. coats. I mean, what happens is if I know, if I happen to know, like this year after Christmas, we're going to Colorado up to the mountains. So it's like kind of a hand-me-down game. I see what, what we've been given. And, yeah. and if they have been given something from like, a, say we do get fa- uh, hand-me-downs from families that live in winter places. Um, they might have a winter coat hanging in their closet. If they don't, I would text my neighbors and borrow. Like they don't, yeah. they don't have a standing winter coat. I just, it's a case by case situation. So. Well, I, and I will say like, I just think it, it raises an interesting question, which when you have multiple children is do, is it, does it make more sense to store certain things like with like, uh huh, yeah, or to give every person their, their own their stuff, their stuff, and I think that that's something that over the years has changed, yeah, based on my kids' ages and like where we live and like what our circumstances are, right? That's changed a lot, and I right. feel like every time I move into a new space, I have to make like a snap decision, yeah, it, like with the sheets, yeah, the sheets all go in one place, right. or just or like each kid like. get their own sheets. I I would say I I lean toward like with like with a lot of stuff. Like I have, you know, those water shoes when you go somewhere and you need, like I have all the water shoes in a bin in the garage and all the hats, gloves and mittens because we don't use those daily. But if we went up to the snow, we would. So a lot of that is like with like, but coats would be, if I, if they had coats, they would be in their closets. And then if we were going to the snow, I'd have to make sure they had coats. (laughs) And the older my kids get, the more I think I'm gravitating away from like with like, because especially with so many kids and especially with like four boys who now all have enormous feet. That's just, yeah. And they also go back between between your house and John's. That's true. But if I keep all the shoes together, all there is is a massive pile (laughs) of kind of identical giant (laughs) shoes. And it's much easier now. It's also easier for the kids to take care of their own stuff. Yeah. So when they were three, that was totally unrealistic. But like now, yeah, teenagers, they can all handle their own shoes yeah. being in their own bedrooms. Yeah, or I, think, or whatever. I think phase of life is for sure, because I'm, I'm already thinking of more things like headphones that I keep. We yeah. have, you know, I keep them all together, but that's not it's not long for me, you know, because they'll start, like you said, manage their own stuff better and all of that. Yeah. OK, last question for, or, you know, kind of topic area is like, let's talk about the kind of apparatuses, apparati. That help you subdivide drawers and cupboards. So I'm talking about like if you went on a catalog or container store or like a website, you would find no end to the ways that you can subdivide your space. Are you like a fan of these things? Do you have any specific favorites to mention? Are you anti? I don't. I'm not for or against. I will say it is a it opens a can of worms. Yeah, (laughs) because then you have to be so specific about where everything goes. Yes. And I have had experiences before where I, so I used to, in my old house, I had, um, spice drawer dividers, Mm -hmm. loved them because I had a drawer that worked great for spices and it was perfectly sized until Sarah, (laughs) I decided to switch spice brands and then it, and it didn't fit anymore. And then nothing like there was always like one spice I couldn't jam in the drawer because it was like, it didn't fit. And that was the worst. Or like sometimes you'll get something that like divides a drawer in half and then you find that now the two halves are too narrow. Yep. Um, I do love 
Like I always have to have a utensil tray or a divider. Yeah, sure. Those can be tricky too, but you have to have them. I have but a I nice one like... that I can link up to. It's like bamboo and it it um, yeah. expands to the drawer size and we like it. I'm a big fan of small canvas bins and baskets in cabinets or cupboards because there's more flexible. You can like move them around and they don't too. fit. You can move them to a different place. I find that the true dividers I, I think are more for people who really want to nerd out and I don't have the interest to really make it that perfect. I, I agree. And I think you and I both like the flexibility to blow stuff up and yep. rearrange. And so I'm, I'm going to totally second that like canvas bins and baskets inside of cupboards. That's how I do my kitchen linens. That's how I do yep. so many things. That's how we do our art supplies. Um, I think that is a great solution. And back to the, you know, the Marie Kondo book, which is, by the way, if you have, if you don't know it, it's the life-changing magic of tidying up. Um, uh, her big thing, which I also really agreed with was so often if we want to declutter or organize, we go out and buy a bunch of bins when in fact you want to get rid of stuff first, like get rid of, get, make, get clear about what you're keeping before you put it in anything. Cause I think we have this temptation to go out and buy storage solutions for keeping all of our crap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So yep. kind of start with like paring down and then even she, even like as kind of perfectionist as her book is, even she was like that a shoebox lid can act as a drawer separator. Like don't yeah. worry about the, the container itself. Get happy with how much stuff you have and where you put it and then solve the container problem. And it might mean going out and buying some bins, but likely you already have what you need. It's a shoebox or it's, you know, a basket. Can I ask you, since we're talking yeah. uh, about clutter and mm -hmm. containers, how do you have a problem tossing shoeboxes? I find that sometimes when I get a shoebox that's particularly sturdy or yeah. pleasant to look at, I had the same thing with the FabFitFun boxes because they're yes. beautiful. I, I'm kind of a hoarder with boxes. And sometimes I have to be like, there's, okay, this has no purpose. Yeah. I've gotten better. I, um, I'm the exact same way. And, and eventually I, I will. a really be, hard time yeah. letting go of them sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. I could use this for something. We, there is, we have a Tiffany box from a wedding gift and I got married 13 years ago Thir yeah. yeah that still holds like sippy cup or not I don't have sippy cups but like um plastic water bottle lids yeah. and it is the most sturdy cardboard box so I I mean I think that's a great repurposing for boxes but yes I have the same problem which is like I feel like this would be good for something and then right. it's like no just recycle it I feel um, like now that I'm now I'm better at just taking it right out to the recycling bin because it's like right outside my door yeah I don't maybe and you just, just you feel good. You feel good when you're lighter yeah. of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, my kids have randomly needed shoe boxes for school recently. Yes. And you realize we don't buy shoes in boxes very often. So then I'm like shoe box scarce and like, right. oh then my gosh, like, where, where am I going to yeah. get the next shoe box? Um, oh. Okay. So to answer the question about like separators and dividers, just, I was going to say the same thing, like small baskets and bins and cupboards, big fan of that. I do want, if anybody out there has one of these or has ever installed one, we have a tall, thin cupboard that we use for cutting boards and cookie sheets. And I want one of those that things that truly divides it vertically so they can all just slide in. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. But I think you have to actually like screw them in or something yeah those are uh, yeah those are I think are it, att like attached yeah so if anybody has done that I would love to hear from you because we've that's been on our list forever it's a cupboard we use constantly because we get cutting boards and stuff out of there all the time um and then also we have an in drawer knife block that I really really like and I will try to link that up if I can figure out what it is but we used to keep our knives on the counter and I've just gotten like wanting less on my counter as I get older. Yeah. Like I like a clean counter. So Your we have- can't handle it anymore. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it's an <laughs> in-drawer knife block. So it works the same. You slide them in, but it, it fits in the drawer. And there's a little bit of space on the side where we keep some kind of odd shaped little things, but it works really well. So that has been um, kind of a, a nice single use thing that nice. has worked well. Um, well, let's talk real briefly before we wrap about our Patreon audio classes, because there's a lot that overlaps yeah. here with what we talked about this month. Do you want to talk yeah. about it? Yeah, we are really excited about these. So you guys know we've been talking about our Patreon community, which has been awesome. Um, we have a Facebook group where you get to talk about stuff kind of behind the scenes. And that really is really fun. But one of the benefits you get if you um, join at the $8 and up level is quarterly audio classes. And the first two that we um, are releasing are the first one is how to be happier at home. So it's kind of like tips and, and mindset shifts and things like that to just how to like exist more happily in the home that you live in right mm -hmm. now. And then the second one is about seasonal decorating. Yeah. Um, and we have like lots of great tips about that. And that's so relevant right now. And, but it's, it's not just for holiday decorating, like Christmas time. It's really truly year round yeah. tips and ideas and strategies for 
decorating and keeping it all under control and not having clutter. So it's kind of relevant to what we're talking yeah. about today. And you should also know that um, while we are dropping those benefits now, if you join in the future, you get access to that back catalog. So you'll be able to access um, previous um, Patreon. Yeah. And we're, we're calling them audio classes because they are a little bit more like chock full of tips. I mean, I like to think we yes. always have tips, but and we're including resources with yeah, them. And we so have resources and mm-hmm. other stuff like that. So it's, it's meatier than just your average um, episode. It's like, it's like listening to an episode, but we cram it full of as much information as we possibly can. And then we give you some resources and little tip sheets and stuff to go with it. Yeah. And you know, no ads because it's this special audio class. So it's a little different than a typical episode. Those of you who are already enrolled at the $8 and up level, you, if you're listening to this, when it comes out, you will look for those really soon. We're excited to drop the first ones. It's new for us. So it's been a fun process. And then if you're not part of our Patreon community, just check it out. Patreon.com slash the mom hour, or just shoot us an email. If you have questions, we're happy to answer emails about how Patreon works. Cause it's kind and of, and we'll have a thing. link to that. I know Patreon's kind of a weird word. So we'll have a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up for today. We'll be back with you guys on Tuesday and Megan, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E R I K A dot A P P, and use code the mom hour to save 20%. Hi, everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.